This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. This is Consignment Heroes. We are live in downtown Toronto at the bustling Zoomerplex. I'm Ben Mercer here with an expert on all things about stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. He's one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What a day, eh? Uh, well, it's it not hardy. a great day, weather-wise. It's chilly, chilly, but you've already had a full day, I'm sure. I have. I've bought $10,000 worth of gold. I made one house call this morning. It's been a busy day already. Oh, wow. Okay, what do we got here? That's a gold coin. Okay. That's one ounce of gold. One Look beautiful ounce of gold. U.S. guy. By the way, we're on TV now. We're online. You can go to Zuma Radio and you can watch us. And uh, Paul will hold up some of these glorious treasures that you've found. What's a bag full? Yeah. No, but that's, it'll be gone by tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Everyone wants that. It's an ounce of gold. It's perfect. It's U.S. gold, is it not? Yeah, no, this is U.S. gold. Americans, and like I say, we'll sell this in our store for, this will go for like uh, $1,700, about $50 over spot. Okay, great. Which is, I'm going to point this out again, is $50 less than my neighbor, okay? (laughs) The guy on the other side of the wall. Okay, and the reason I'm bringing this up because I paid a fine this week of what $300 for having a, a backlit sign. I'm in Richmond Hill, okay? We're in Richmond Hill. Between, oh, we're right on Young Street in yeah. Richmond Hill. Yeah. And this is what gets me on this is that we had this sign. It's about three feet by two feet with saying we buy gold and we buy paying the highest prices. My competition doesn't like it. The one who built the eight-foot wall. He can't right. even see my sign from his wall because of the wall in between. Right, but, but he's using the letter of the law to punish you. That's your suspicion? Well, I drove down Young Street last night. In the two blocks, I counted uh, 11 signs that were bigger than mine, more illuminated mine than mine, and on at midnight or 11 o'clock when I drove down the street because I worked right. late last night. But the idea that this is kind of, I don't like this. Like my Selective my, prosecution is what you're saying. I don't know what to say. I'm not happy about it because... I'm ha- and he's got a, his store, it's one of these big stores. He spent like probably a couple hundred K on signs. He's got 500 square feet this way, that way. I'm a professional buyer. To me, a professional buyer means that he's just paying, that they have to pay for that stuff. Yeah. And our whole, like, and you're, you're not getting your best deal. And that's what I want people, if they go there, to at least come over to us and give us a, a chance to quote on it, okay? Because I, my whole business, I got one business plan because I'm kind of stupid. I pay... <laughs> I pay a little bit more than him, and I sell a little bit cheaper, okay? 
And that, and the customer benefits, if I pay more, they should take the higher amount. And if I'm selling the exact same item, they should buy it for less money. But in the spirit of capitalism, your competition, and apparently uh, he's not that happy about it. No, he's so not. So if you're just tuning in, by the way, essentially oh. you are, you buy gold and silver. You're in a in a mall at 10,341 Young Street. There's a big box, essentially a big box version store of yours. It used to be, used to be a bank in a... It used to be a big imperial. It used to be a big bank, Bank sure. of Nova Scotia. Okay. okay, big store next to Little Guy store. Little You're guy. the Little Guy store. They've already built a cement cinder block wall between the two of you, and uh, the war continues. Well, I told him on my first meeting with him. He said, "I walk up. He comes up. Oh, you're moving in the neighborhood." He says, "I was here first. I said, "Well, how'd that work for the <laughs> Indians?" That's exactly what I said to him. Fair enough. And he just and uh, then he says, "Well, I spent a half a million dollars advertising, getting people to the parking lot." And I said, "You get them to the parking lot. I'll take care of it from there." They were kind of the last words me and him spoke. And then he and built the wall. And now it's the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> it's the Hatfields and McCoys. Of Richmond Hill. Yeah, I understand. And because like, I'm not as smart as him, obviously, all I do, my whole business plan is to say, we pay a little bit more. Okay? And I says, go over there. We send people to him all the time. You know, here, go take his quote. But it was funny yesterday. So he's not grateful for that? Yeah, I guess it takes up some of his time. He's got like 32 people. No, he's a smart businessman. He's got 32 people. He's got this big building, but someone's got to pay for it. When you go to Vegas and you see that 45-story hotel, that's not someone doing been out of the benevolence. They're not subsidizing winners. They're, yeah. not, they're not <laughs> subsidizing winners. That's the best way to put it. So, But yesterday it was great because a guy was in my parking lot looking for his store. I had to walk around the wall, mall, the wall. But he walked towards my store, which had a big open sign on it, and he walked in. And he's here for his 11 o'clock appointment. And I said, okay. <laughs> so and, away, and what? No, we asked if somebody was busy, and I said, they probably are. But, well, I can take care of you. So, oh, and, <laughs> okay. It's just funny how it worked out. You know, it's, it's how, nice how life does these things. You know? Okay, so this is a good note. So you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. We're here with Paul Kenny. He's one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. You can go see Richmond Hill's version of the Gaza Strip, apparently. It's at <laughs> 10,341 Young Street. And you guys sell all sorts of things there, including gold and silver coins and watches and jewelry. But on top of that, you sell all sorts of things. People can sign all sorts of strange and valuable items. And that's where we welcome you, the listener, to call in. You can get a free appraisal right now on the air of any item lying around your house that you think might have some special value. We have a guy who's very plugged in to the yeah. world of rare stuff and valuable stuff. Well, I told you, tomorrow we're going and a person has a Tom, what he thinks is a Tom Thompson, group of seven, painting. Mm -hmm. This is either going to be worth a dollar or $1.5 million. Let's hope it's for 1.5. Well, no, well, we think so. No, it's going to be a busy week. We've had the nice thing about being in this business, being on the show, and the listeners is we get to talk to a lot of people. We meet a lot of interesting and delightful people, and we and they they all have stories. Which is, I got a story right now. Hold on, before we get okay. to that, if you have some fine ch china, a rare statue, gold coins, silver coins, or coins that are just dated prior to 1967, you can call for a free assessment. Maybe you have some sports memorabilia, an old piece of advertising, maybe gas and oil industry stuff, maybe a rare collection of stamps or who knows what. You can call in now for a free real-time assessment. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free. You can call 1-866-740-4740. Sorted interrupt. Okay. What were you saying? So about four weeks ago, I'm going to call this person Marjorie. 
comes, not a real name to protect the innocent here, <laughs> comes into my store with a bunch of guy stuff. And, and, you know, it's like it was some sports memorabilia, some rings, some movies and stuff, and a lot of stuff. And I said, okay, this is kind of – and, and I, I don't like to ask a lot of questions. And I only noticed this because when I'm – okay, we pay them. Then we have to take their ID. So we take their ID because the laws in Richmond Hill for buying used goods. And I, happened, I noticed the street. And I knew someone who lived on that street. So a couple of days goes by. Marjorie comes back again. With more stuff. He says her husband was a hoarder and had all this stuff, and she didn't know what it was worth. And we actually helped her through because there was one comic uh, that was worth like $100. And okay. He, and sure. she was surprised. She was, oh, great. Among the piles. Okay. One, yeah. End of Marjorie. Marvin comes in this week. Okay. Marvin is selling a whole pile. Now, we're just calling call Marvin to protect the innocent here. I'm with you, yeah. Marjorie and Marvin, yeah. A couple, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Marvin's got a bunch of women's stuff. Perfumes, rings. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I don't think anything, because a lot of people, like, I don't ask, and because someone's passed or they're, they're, they're getting rid of their, their, their partner's stuff. And uh, when a dude walks in with a Gucci handbag or whatever, or a Hermes bag, you go, what, what's happening? Uh-huh. Well, she just, and his complaint was that his, her, his wife was a, a hoarder and, and bought stuff and, and had to get and had oh, stuff no. all over the house. Well, the ID will tell this story. So I buy the stuff, I give a price, and he was saying, really? You know, there was a lot of, that's really worth that? And I said, yeah, yeah. And that's really worth this. But I don't click it in until I'm going to do my thing where I'm taking the ID. And I says, I remember this street. <laughs> I remember this house. These people are a couple. What's the story? Did you get to find out? Oh, I don't ask anything. No, no, no. I just, I let, there's going to be a lot of sparks flying in that house. Well, Later on. Maybe it was some deal where they say, okay, listen, I've got too much junk. Pick Ooh. out the item. Or what do you think? It's a bitter divorce? What is it? No, I just think that they're both decided that their others, their spouse's stuff is worth less than their stuff. They both want to collect stuff, but they're willing to sell their spouse's stuff and not their stuff. Yeah, it sounds familiar, actually. Yes. I don't think they're unique in this world. No. But this is where it came into the, it was one of those coincidences. Hmm. Yeah, well, this is kind of weird. Sure, you have an uncaring eye looking. I can get rid of all of your stuff because it means nothing to me, right? You can yeah. do the same to me. Anyway, uh, we should get to the phone lines. We have tons of calls here. We're going to go to Donna in Niagara Falls. Donna, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Hi. Hi. How are you? Not bad. What do you got? Okay, I have a piece of a gold charm Okay. that's from Holland. Okay. Probably from the 80s. 1980s or 1880s or 1780s? No, 1980s. Okay. Um, I'm assuming because it was from Holland, it's probably 18 carat. I just wanted to know how, like, would it be worth more to sell it as a piece of gold? Does it say 18 carat on it? It'll say 750. I'm not sure. My eyesight isn't very good. You don't have a loop handy? No. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be right now. It's generally the silver charms go for a little bit more, but when you get a gold charm, you're if say it weighs three grams times uh, three, that's going to be worth a, probably about one hundred and eight dollars if it's eighteen carat. Now we can oh, test it. So it's a, it's it's a windmill. So yep. I don't know what it weighs. It's pretty heavy. Moving charms with moving parts on are better. Uh, usually people bring in the whole charm bracelet and they'll tell us to cut off the charms or they'll keep one charm. And uh, um, or something like that, but or they'll melt the whole thing. And sometimes we have to. Oh, take... I I have other charms, but this is the only one I think that has any actual merit for value. The rest is just more than uh, like ten carat. If you go over to Holland, 
there's going to be a lot of windmills over there. Okay. I'm sure there are. Yeah. No, moving parts is better, but it's mainly is the gold because it might be worth 125. They sell them new for 250, but you're never going to get that. Someone is charms is something that people buy as souvenirs. They want to buy it themselves. They generally don't buy it on the secondary market, and they went, we generally melt. Them. Right. Now, the ones that are good, but the ones that little Stanhopes in them or little pictures in them, that kind of stuff. Okay? Okay. But we buy gold, and right now it's around 30. It's high. Gold is almost within $100 if it's all-time high in Canadian money. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people have gold jewelry, and it's stamped 14 carat, 10 carat, 20 carat, 18 carat, all that sort of stuff. There is some nobility in the people that stamp those. All around the world, you can get, you know, usually yep. a maker's mark and the gold quantity. How often is that stuff uh, faked? Uh, a lot. Really? Yes. I, I know from one person who sells even to downtown Toronto, they're selling Indian gold. It's supposed to be 22, and they're selling as 18. They're putting 18. He's actually contracted to do that. Um, Italian gold. We take all of our Italian gold that says 14 carat on it. We count it as 12. That's really? the average. Wow. Because I melt large amounts, and I'll melt all my 18 carat together, and it usually will come in within a point or two. Um, and at 14 carat. And it was, it's always there's solder in it and there's different things like that. Our custom-made jewelry is always a problem. So this is why we actually test it. Yeah, they can test it. You can do a liquid test or you can x-ray it, and it'll tell yeah. you what percent of every type of mineral and metal you got in there. Bogey and I are going to do a YouTube on gold, and we're going to do it. We'll, we'll probably punch it. We'll be able to get it, access it from Zuma Radio. We're going to do a podcast or a, a YouTube. Bogey's trying to talk me into this. And we've got another project that Bogey and I are going to be, uh, you're going to see a lot more of us coming up. That's <laughs> okay. the best way to put it. You're going to see I'll a lot more. I'll be invading your television, your radio, your yeah. computer. I'll be everywhere. We'll be everywhere. No, no, it's, uh, we're going to be doing um, a project. You'll know more about, more about next week. And we'll be telling people to zoom in on it. See, I'm using Zoomer. Gotcha. People know we're on Zoomer radio right now. Okay. See, I'm, okay. I'm, getting, I'm getting better at this. That's thing. this marketing. That's right. I'm market, 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 market. Anyway. Sorry, go ahead. Talk about marketing. I got to talk about uh, last. There's going to be an ad coming up for uh, Southworks Antiques Mall. Yes, you're getting it a scoop today, starting May first. Now people can go out there and get their calendars. May first is tomorrow. Everything, the first sale ever at Southworks Antique Mart because they're moving a month from now. So anywhere between ten and fifty percent off everything in the store. And this is 28,000 square feet or 30,000 square feet of antiques. Everyone knows this is the one in Southworks Antique Market in Cambridge. You can Google it. But tomorrow and for the rest of the month, now I I suggest that people go early, okay? Like my booth, everything in my booth, everything in my booth is 25% off. And some things I'll lose money on, some things I'll gain money on, but I just – I'm too busy to go and pick out one thing and say, this is nice, this is this price. Said, it's selling just... season, that's yeah, right. Yeah, this is selling season. So there's going to be a lot of deals there, and I want people to go out there. You're going to be, it's going to be a nice day, and you can drive up to Southworks Antique Market, and the other place I have is my buddy at Clapperson's Corners, five and six. So between that, if they can't fill what you need in antiques and filling out your garden stuff or your outside uh, antiques and inside antiques, then you're, you're looking for... The wrong place. By the way, I'm looking for a uh, Toronto-based antique safe. I want about 100 years old, knee-high safe. Maybe it was in a bank. That's what I'm looking Just to keep your eyes out. And I know that you have a special request for our listening audience that you, oh. for a commercial prop, for a, yep. for, a, for a filming session, you need, if anyone's listening right now and you have a TV that actually has 
the remote control on a cable, yeah. you guys need to source one for an yes. upcoming shoot. So if you're listening right now and you say, I've got one, I'd like to essentially donate. I don't think you're going to get $500 for you're not, it. You're not going to get a lot yeah. of money for it. No, I will I will rent it for about a dollar. It'll cost me more <laughs> in gas to go get this. But people have them. But we do everything. I'll let you know that we buy everything or consign everything from old TVs. I bought that pink TV this week. Uh, old TVs to gold to silver to paintings to sports memorabilia. Wait till you see what me and Bogey are going to do. I hate to be teasing, but me and Bogey have got... Is that part, Look at you, your right. marketing machine, your sinking hooks. I know. You're doing uh, I'm promotional pieces. All right, listen, back to, to work. Back, back to get work. Back to the phone lines. Mary in Toronto is our next caller. Mary, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. How are you? I'm fine. A few days ago, I was watching the PBS Network's program, Antiques Roadshow. It was in Britain. Yep. And I came in at the tail end of it, and this middle-aged man had inherited a photograph album of photographs of our present Queen's family. This would be during the 30s, I think. Um, sort of a personal photographs, group photographs, perfectly charming. King George VI, Queen Elizabeth's mother, mm-hmm. her younger sister herself is a pretty little girl. And... Uh, I didn't come in at the piece who took them, maybe a member of the household, I don't know. But as it turned out, they were unique, they were never published, they were in perfect condition, and they were amazingly valuable. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a photograph of our queen, who was then still a princess, and Prince Philip, when they were on a Canadian tour. I took it in North Bay in November of 1951. It's never been published. It's never left my photo box, and it's in perfect condition, and it is unique. When the car was, of course, uh, uh, an open car, was coming down the road, the hill, from the airport in North Bay fairly slowly, I worked myself up. I was a little girl. I worked myself to the front, and I knelt down, raised one knee, and rested my elbow on it, and waited until it went just by me, and I called out, Prince Philip, and he looked my way. Mm -hmm. And it has almost full face with an amusing little smile on his face. Now, the queen was, the princess, was looking to the other side, to the kids on the other side of the street. Now, I don't get the back of her head. I get a very nice profile of her smiling. Like on our money. Yes. (laughs) Uh, no, a little differently. <laughs> but okay. um, is that of any value? Yes. It's never been published. No, no. It's like unpublished Beatles pictures or anything like that. But you have to get the right collectors. A lot of royalty people out there. But the, yes. queen, and the king, queen and the prince are very photographed. And because they did so many public events, yes. there's going to be a lot of photos like that. But... The value of this is you're going to pass this down and tell exactly the same story you just told me and write it on the back of this photo, exactly how it happened for the other people in your family. Even if it's a, it might have value, maybe if, if it's $100 or something to somebody else. But I think as a family thing, and this is what I wanted, like there are, there are no roof racks on the hearses, okay? <laughs> so what you got to do here is you got to, you got if you're going to sell it, you can sell it and for the money that's going forward. Or if you're going to keep it and pass it down, make sure the story is told exactly like you just told yeah. it to me, so that people will appreciate what happened on that day, and it stays in the family. 
And sometimes, and then your kids, and they can decide, oh, this this is really a cool item, okay? Right. And it's, the, the history is just as important. And sometimes if it's got, if it's got something that's worth $2,000, then your kids are going to say, well, Grandma, I wish you'd give me the cash. That's when you come into us with Consignment Heroes, and we trade some of these items, like gold or silver right. or other sports memorabilia, into cash to be divided out. And then... You actually write little notes on the cash bags that you give them. This is from Grandma, and this is where I Here's sold it. Here's a photo of the Queen. You, do you happen to have the negative of that? That was lost. That's not good. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. Hmm. So the only source is the actual photograph that, the that actual exists. We photograph. can't replicate it. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. But it's still a nice story, and like I say, I think the story is just as important as the money. Okay? Alan in Vaughn is our next caller. Alan, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hi. What's going on, man? I was going through, I guess, uh, my strong box, and I found a, a dollar bill okay. from 1967. Yep. It's in mint condition, right. and the serial number on the dollar bill is 1867-1967. We buy them for $1.75. We sell them for $5. But isn't there any interest in no. the serial number? This is where the government... 1867-1967. I know, no, this is where the government got to rip us off. This is where the government printed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Normally, you have serial numbers, so they know exactly how many bills are made. Okay, and they'll have they can only make them up. They can't have double serial numbers. If you do, it's a it's a collector's item, and you get a lot of money for it. But these eighteen sixty seven, nineteen sixty seven, they made they ran they'd only stop making them when they ran out of ink or paper. Okay, they okay. kept on doing them because people collected them, took them out of their bank, kept them at home like you did right now, and the government kept your cash. Okay, so this is what happens. You got the dollar, and they got the the, okay. the, the money for it. Okay, the so there trans- isn't just one with that serial number. No, that whole no. year had this had this near. Well, they had them more. both ways. They had them both ways. And a lot of people, and because of the eighteen, and this is what happens a lot. And I tell people, uh, whenever you change a motif or something like that, a lot. Oh, this is eighteen. I'm going to put this away. Right. And it would have been better in 1867. I don't know what the interest is. You get an accountant here, or they do one of those money shows. They'll tell if you put $1 away in 1967 what it's worth today, and it'll probably be worth like $15. So, But as a collector's well, item— You're giving them bad news. I, I'm th- sorry. Back to the marketing thing. I'd say, Alan, you have nearly 100% return on this investment. It's a dollar, and now it's, all, it's worth $1.75. Not a bad return. <laughs> You, you okay. got marketing issues here. Alan is a successful <laughs> investor. That's yeah, what's yeah. happened. He's he's. This is not just. It's not fifteen times the value, but it's almost double. It's good. It's a good thing. In four in that's fifty years. If he had a million of them, yeah, okay, okay. But I'm saying the percent return. That's what I'm chasing, right? Yeah. He's done very well, very well. Alan, strong investment. That's why you're the host and I'm the expert on <laughs> antiques. Sorry, okay. I'll handle the real estate stuff. Seventy-five percent returns, great. Alan, thanks for your phone call. Uh, uh, Victor in Etobicoke. Victor, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Um, is, it, is there an echo? There is, yeah, a great echo. Is this an app that you're using to frustrate us, or is this just naturally occurring? No, he's in a very large locker. I'll just turn this radio down here. Is this better? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Okay, I have a, a Dunhill Tallboy lighter. Um, about six inches tall, and it's a gold color. Um, I've looked for whether it's got any gold in it or not, but no. I was never able to find anything. I wonder if you can tell me something about that. Um, we have a number online. We just took in a bunch of Cartier and Dunla and Dunhills. They're usually between fifty and a hundred dollars if they're in good shape and they don't have to be repaired. Do not fix them. 
you know, not worth as much to, be fi- to fix them. Okay. Uh, like I say, a good name, uh, Dunhill's a good name, but Cartier, uh, we just sold a Cartier for $300. Um, and some of them are gold-plated and some of them are gold. So, but I it'll say. It is gold-plated. Yeah, but it's not very much. It's going to be like a dollar's worth of gold on. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, but it's still yeah. kind of neat, and some are collectible, but, um, it, and smoking is not as popular. Now, if you have the box to go with it, no. And if it's in good shape, that increases. The box will probably double the price, okay? Yeah. But smoking collectibles are still very, very collect- – like uh, cig- cigar bands, uh, the ashtrays, uh, like the airplane ashtrays. And the advertising. I mean, the a lot advertising. of people love the advertising. And the advertising because you can't do it anymore. Your and doctor the- recommends 10 Marlboros a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the Dunhill, there's an instruction on, on eBay. They're they're listed around $100 U.S., but okay. they come complete with the what looks like faux leather-bound little box and a little instruction booklet with some advertising on it, all those little extras that you make people buy. People buy the Zippo lighters because there's so many different kinds. The Zippo advertise so many different things, mm. and they have Zippo car parts, you know, all that. People, there's a, a active Zippo lighter collectors out there. There are people collect everything. What am I saying here? I know. I got I know. one guy collecting. Say he collects spark plugs. And he collects fire. Fire hydrant. hydrant. We got to have this guy in. What, what is his? Uh, you know, what is his Mount Everest? What is he looking for? The first fire hydrant ever. Got to have it. <laughs> got to have it. Uh, our next caller is Richard in Toronto. Richard, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Yes. Good afternoon. Hi. Yes, I have the uh, Durham Cornstarch uh, series of the original six. Okay, are these the patches or the picture photos? The photos. The Can we slow this down? What on earth are you two talking about? Oh, sorry. About? Okay, St. Lawrence Starch and uh, Crown Brand. They back then they used to have the little. Remember the um, beehive corn stirrup? and it would have little rings on the top, mm. and you would send in the ring for a beehive picture. Well, that was very very popular. It happened from 1933 to 1967. And you got to ask who you wanted. If your favorite player was uh, Gordy Howe, you'd send away for Gordy Howe. Oh, cool! You know, not a lot of people like Don Simmons, so there's not a lot of him around. But and so they would print more of the ones that are the good stars. The other ones, Crown Brand did them as well because they saw me too. You're doing this, right? And yeah. they get the kids, and they, you know the kids tugging on their the moms, and she's picking out which one should I buy this brand or that brand. Well, that one's got the hockey player on it. Okay, gotcha. So depends on which pictures they are. Um, they're worth between ten and a hundred dollars, and you've got the emblems as well. They gave away cloth emblems, and uh, there's a whole series of them. So I need more details on that. You can Who you got, me. Richard? I've got them all. I've got Terry Suchuk in a Boston uniform. Yep. For example, is this a beehive or is this a Crown brand? Uh, what do you mean? Okay, is the back of it uh, kind of a creamy color, and has it got a photo attached to it? Yes, that's correct. And it's about I don't know, six by five by six in you that got area. It. You got it. Okay, these are uh, these are the beehives. That's right. Uh, this is the group two beehives. <laughs> and uh, okay, I'm not it's more detailed. I'm with you though. I'm with you. But I'm just some, shocked by the knowledge. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but some of these, like a guy like Hazel McAndrew, is worth five hundred dollars. Howie Morenz, or something happened where the guy was cha- traded teams. Some of them, or they made uh, Bobby Hull with uh, uh, a reverse nine, number 27. Oh, yeah. Anything like that. They're worth between, commons are worth 5 $6 up to $500. Uh, the old tins, I sold a beehive tin one day for over 2500 U.S. Cool. The empty tin. 
of syrup. Just the tin. Yeah, which brings me back to the person with the Jello coins, which I still have mail to get a hold of. Oh, wow. I know, I know, wow. I know. So, everyone wants to hear the outcome there. I oh. want to hear. I actually want to get. I have a place. I have a place on it's my. It's a woman in Cambridge. You were supposed to go see her and get. She had old Jello containers with collectibles inside that are unopened, right? Yes. One week goes by. We go the next week. Can we have the number again? Because you never got there. And you're telling me you still haven't got there? No, no, I got there. I called the number. It's not good. We copied it down oh, wrong. Oh, we think we copied it down wrong. Okay, that's so probably that's, my fault. I have a spot on my shelf reserved for this. Okay. Do you want, what are you going to tell Richard to do? We don't know if he has the rare ones. No, no. You have to give me a, phone me up in the store or you can send off, uh, call the store at 64, uh, sorry, 905-737-GOLD. 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. And Richard, you guys can get into closer contact, but ultimately it seems like these are a, a, a must-have oh, yeah. item for some segment of the collector market. 100%. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you have any other cards from that time period or any old comic books or just those? Uh, I've got old comic books, but uh, they're not that good of a shape. But it's sometimes if a comic book is worth $10,000 in perfect shape, it's still worth a couple of hundred in bad shape. Yeah, so I it's best that. it's best to look. And it depends on the time year. What years are your comic books from? Uh, the, the very earliest, actually, to tell you the truth. Hmm. Is what year? Uh, you don't remember. 40s, 40s. 40s are good. I don't care what shape they're in. Please bring them in. <laughs> okay, I'll take a look at them, and then you get and you can get another view from somebody else. 40s comics. There were some comics. There was one I just told you. My friend was trying to bid for three point two million dollars well, for a one lot of comic cowboy books. ones. I have. I have them all. Like. Uh... Uh, Durango Kid, Giratri, uh, Roy Rogers. All That's not as good. Superheroes or horror are better. But some of those, if you've got number ones and number twos, those will still be good. Okay? So it's best if you come in, but you have to call me and uh, make sure I'm there that day or you have to leave them there. Okay? But that's our store is at 10,000, 341 Young, on the south side of the wall. I know exactly where you are. Okay. All right, Richard. Good you know stuff. The wall. He knows the wall. <laughs> he knows the wall. Richard, thank you so much for your phone calls. Another rare collectible I'd never even heard of that it would exist. And look at you. You're like, it's five by six. Does it have the honeycomb on the back? You know everything. Uh, right now, we have a guy in studio who knows so much about rare and obscure and valuable items. You have special access to them. If you have maybe an old heirloom, a statue that uh, Grandma said is valuable, you have no clue. You never got around to it. You can call in right now. Maybe you've got an old farm antique or any kind of antique. You can call right now for an absolutely free appraisal of that item rare comic books old toys anything that you have you think might have special house. value an entire house if you oh. want them to look at it you can do that for you as well our phone number is 416-360-0740 that's 416-360-0740 if you're out of town and you have an obscure item or you just want to know what the value of an old coin that you have is uh, the number is 1-866-740-4740 that's 1-866-740-4740 we'll be right back your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD.
Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live in downtown Toronto in studio with Paul Kenny. He's one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. He has found fame and made a fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically finding special value that others generally overlook. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. Could this be the day that you strike gold or proverbial gold? Who knows? No, no, everyone's got... No, you have literal gold, thousands of dollars worth in the studio, but other stuff can be turned into proverbial this was in a gold. Basement. This was in a basement. Someone didn't know they had this. It's like... There's what do you mean? That, so he was just holding up a uh, U.S. Oh, US one-ounce gold coin. Somebody yeah. just had this in their basement? This is in the basement. It's like they don't even know they have it. It's from 18-something. Wow. But it's, it's mainly back then there was mainly just the gold value on. But no, people have lottery wins in their basement. If they buy a lottery ticket, they go check it. Okay, mm-hmm. people have stuff in their basement for fifty years ago that's worth money now. Right. Okay, and they just don't think about it, and it's like, and I don't like Marge and well, Marvin. They both of them were surprised that their spouse's stuff was worth so much. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably going to see more of that in the future. I was going to say last week you had in it was a painting. It was all like sort of uh, hand hammered. It was gold, oh, an icon. But most people would see that in their basement and be like, that, "That's the odds of that being real gold are zero. I'll just chuck it." The Big mistake, that, yeah. The odds of that being worth over $10,000 are really good. <laughs> Our next caller, by the way, is MJ in Toronto. MJ, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. What do you have? Um, so we have a Sears Gingham Pioneer Girls, like the whole set, the canister set and, um, with the tea set and all the teacups, like the whole thing. With uh, There's also like an iron um, plaque that you hang on the wall. I just don't know. If that's worth anything. Like, I go online, I see, I just don't know. Oh, you have to send me a pen. What's it made out of? I'm, I'm not familiar with this. Um, that I don't know, to be honest. It was my mother's and she passed away. So oh, was it, a, was it a child set? Uh, no, no, no. It's like a real, like, it's a sugar, it's a tea set, and then it comes with canisters for sugar, spices, and all that stuff. And it's what, it, you don't know what's made out of? Is it made of is ceramic? It, is it the ginger... Or the Gingham Pioneer yeah, set? Pioneer Girls. Yeah, okay. So they're selling on eBay for between two and $300 Canadian if they're in perfect condition. This one's a set of five canisters. It's pretty ornate. The lid comes oh. off of it. There it is right there. And yeah, and then there's also the tea set, the napkin holder, the sugar. and. Oh, um, okay. Like the whole thing. The you have the expanded collection. I know that the, the plaque for the wall is iron, but I don't know what the what the material is of the stuff, of the canisters and stuff, but it's the whole set. Okay, there's even a salt and pepper shaker. Do you have that? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay so you got the whole set. Salt and pepper shakers, everything. This is like, some. this is something kitschy that someone would like. And because they made so much in a whole line of it, and someone is, I, I know what this is made out of plaster or um, a ceramic, someone's brusted one of these pieces. 
somewhere in this world, and they're looking to replace it. So some things that the replacement market on something like this can be good, especially if you have the oddball pieces. I was just going to say that we're seeing singles, I guess, as replacement selling for much more individually than the entire oh, yeah. set does collectively. Wow. So I believe okay. the whole set that we're seeing, we're seeing it's they're asking between two and three hundred dollars online. But if you wanted to part it out, you might get more. This is okay. something perfect to bring into our store. We can do this on consignment. And as long as you're not in a hurry and know the rest of the world's not in a hurry, we could sell this for you. How did you get your hands on this? Uh, well, my mother, she passed away, and it was one of the things that was left behind. Sorry to hear so, that. Okay, this I, is a collectible item. Yeah. yeah, I have some other stuff I'll call back. I just don't know what they're called right now. <laughs> Send me pictures. I think your powers of... Uh, Photography will be better than your powers of description. How's this? Okay. Awesome. Send and me is there pictures. That I can, can you send me your email? Uh, uh, sales at yeah. torontogoldsilver.com. All one word. All Toronto one Gold word. Silver. Yeah. Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Thank the, you so much. The store phone number, in case you also want that, is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Uh, our next caller is going to be Ron in Scarborough. Ron, how are you? Oh, not bad for a young guy. All right, good stuff. What do you got? I've got a pair of 1969 Olympic skidoos. Olympic skidoos? What were they used? They still run. Like an actual skidoo? Like yeah. on the snow skidoo? Yeah. Was it to carry uh, injured skiers up and down? Is that what it's for? Like a pace car sort of thing? No, no. no. Skidoo. Like, uh, what are they using those for in the Olympics? You have to excuse Ben here. He's only nine years old. He did. Help me out, yeah. No, skidoo, like a Bombardier, skidoo, sea doo I understand all that. I'm saying what on earth does it have to do with the Olympics? Oh. Oh, that's the type. It's an Olympic. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought he was saying the 1960 blank Olympics. I was like, what are you talking about? You mean the actual it's brand, that, like Polaris. Okay. okay. It's Olympic. Yeah. 1969. Like, they're 45 years old. And they run. Yeah, I, wow. I won them last year. I'm I'm 90 years old. I bought them uh, in 69 myself. Oh, okay. And you've been fixing them ever since. I'm sorry? And you've been fixing them ever since. No. No, they still no, run? It's amazing. There's not much maintenance on them. You know, I'm trying to think of getting parts of this. If it broke down, it'd be parts. I don't. I know a lot of collectors out there. I don't know a Skidoo collector. Well, you were talking about somebody in Claverson Corners that had yep. a, 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 an antique store. Yeah, that's uh, Ron, and he's at uh, just west of six on Highway Five. On he Highway might, he would buy that. something like that. Ron will buy anything. Ron is crazier than I am. Okay, well, what's his phone number? Uh, I have it on quick dial. We will Google it for you, and, and we'll give it a call out in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. I was going to say, I do know snowmobile people, and they, they're antique snowmobiles. The problem is, is that they run and handle like antique snowmobiles. Oh, okay. The snowmobile market right now, I mean, maybe they want it as a collector's item, but the pleasure, and I'm sure, Ron, if you were a snowmobile, you'll know. People want heated seats. They want... All sorts of, they want satellite radio on it. They want leather this, leather that. They want heads-up display. They want to be able to do 160 kilometers an hour. So it's a a weird market, but I'm sure it exists. Yeah. See, Ben does know more. He's actually, that that was mean. He actually knows more about skidoos than I I do. I thought it was like a collector's item, like it was used in the Olympics. I didn't realize that that was an actual brand or a badging label. But yeah, somebody will want them. Yes. Okay. Thank you. But Ron... We'll give you his number. He's at, and he buys anything. He is absolutely crazier than me. 
He might be the only one in the province that's crazier than me. He will, if you go to his store, you will see he's got everything in there. Yeah. And if he doesn't have it, he'll call me to get it for him. Okay? Thanks. Thank you, Ron and Scarborough. Our next caller is Trisha in Toronto. Trisha, how are you? Hi, Trisha. Trisha in Toronto. We lost her. We lost her for real? I don't know. Don in Grimsby is our next contestant. Don, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Not bad. What do you got, man? I've got some uh, old uh, 38, uh, 1930s and 40s. Remember the big little books? Oh, yeah. Now, are they in good shape? Big little no, books. No, big little books. Not in good shape, but I have about a dozen of them. There's Flash Gordon, Popeye, Donald Duck. Okay. Detective Higgins, et cetera, et cetera. Early ones are good. The spines, usually the first thing that goes to the spine because they're made out of cardboard and kids didn't treat them very well. But big little books go anywhere. Uh, the Disney one's up to $5,000. Um, I got to see them, but it's condition as well. Big little books. If you've got Flash Gordon, that that's a good title. Any of the space titles are good. Any of the Disney titles are good. Um, and depends if it's the 20s or 30s. Thir- I mean, if they're 30s, if they're 40s, they were more comics were starting to take over by then, okay? Mm-hmm. But the condition is the whole thing. But, I mean, if you've got a dozen, it might be worth $100, might be worth $500, depending on what titles you have. Right. You didn't collect any comics from back then because, you know, Superman number one is from 1938. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the big little books were popular, and because they're made out of cardboard, they still hang on there. Right, and these ones, a lot of them have the ones you flip the corners and they move like a movie. Yep, yep, yep. So I did, there's about 5,000 different big little book titles. What do you mean, like a pop-up book they actually? Yeah, these books are three inches by about three inches, hard cardboard, about one inch thick on the spine. Uh, it's a hard cardboard. And you flip through them and some of the pictures move. Oh, cool. Okay. Some of those. and then, Or they'll have stories on them. It was, all, it was a lot cheaper to get people to draw stuff than type stuff. <laughs> All right, Don in Grimsby, thanks for the phone call. By the way, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's just north of Major Max. So if you have a rare item that you need Paul to see in person, that's a good place to drop in and see him. Joyce in Burlington is our our next caller. Joyce, how are you? Fine. What do you got? I got three little metal soldiers, toy soldiers. They're about two inches tall. Yep. And they're made in, uh, it says, great. They're called Britons? Are they metal? Yes. Green uh, bases? Pardon? They have green bases? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're made from about, uh, Britons are made from about turn of the century right up to about 1967. Yeah. And then they went to making out of plastic. They're generally sold as full sets. Yeah. Uh, individual see. soldiers go between 5 and $10, yeah. unless it's a particular set that they didn't make a lot of. Like you might have... Uh, uh, Navy soldiers out of 1939. Yeah. And, or they, they made them in cowboys and Indians. They made them in uh, uh, World War II. I mean, soldier, war used to be a lot more popular than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry, that's what you're saying. <laughs> no, but you can't even sell cap guns and stuff anymore. You can't send them across the border. And, and, the, and the toy soldiers back in 1939, that would have been the perfect gift for a nice 11 year old boy. Uh, and he'd get in on his Christmas gift there, you know, because the, the war in Germany and everything like that. And that would have been a com- completely acceptable with the guns. And here go stab somebody. You know? Now you're saying if you bought that for an 11 year old in today's age, they'd have to. They'd say, well, what do you? This my child has post traumatic traumatic stress after you've given him yeah. such a violent toy. He'll be in therapy for a year now. But what are these things worth? They're five to ten dollars. Full sets can go anywhere. I've seen them. I've sold them as high as five hundred dollars. But no, I know they got a lot. They go a lot higher. Yeah. How many is in a set? 
usually six. So oh, you get half a set. Yeah, I got three. And Where are the you, other three? Yeah, and know. if you have the box, again, it's the box is what counts again. Uh, we always have to, like, we'd rather have the box with them. No, I don't have a box. And like someone called me this week who's got 175 Hoob, um, Hornby locomotive engines. Okay. That's a lot of anything. And they're gonna be, it's going to be a nice collection. But 175. Little model Little locomotive model. Motive engines. They're yeah. electric. Any of that kind of stuff, is, it's, it's going to sell. He's got them in the boxes, which makes it easy to sell, mm. easy to ID. And I'm looking forward to, the, to, to dealing with this. Like, we handle everything. Like, the gold and silver is easy. The toys you need special help with, and that's what we're trying to do. You the know? model train collector world is very strong, isn't it? Yes, for the older stuff. For the, not for the new stuff made in China and all that stuff. But the older stuff, the people who collect, if they're collecting Hornby, if they're collecting Lionel, or they're, they're, they're into that stuff. And they want their grand. And I've even had people come into the store asking for full train sets as we get them in now. So if I get one, I'll be able to sell it. But most of the business, like I say, we sell, we buy from Toronto, we sell to the world. Okay, so we will be buying it here. And we try, and the more money that we get for this person with these trains, the more he makes, the more we make. This is like, we're not going to probably buy it out for cash. We will do it on consignment. So we have, we have interest in the project. Yeah, you okay? got skin in the game, they got skin in the game. No, no, but that makes a big difference on dealing with some of these people. Some people come in and they're trying to, if you got a thousand dollar item, they want to get as cheap as possible. Mm. That's not our way of doing things. Okay, it's it's like these guys who go to the road shows, who go to these hotels, and they and you don't know what you got, and they're hoping you don't know what you have, and they're hoping that you don't go to get a second opinion, which is what we remember every day. I preach, get the second opinion on what you're doing. If you're going to get to sell it once, get two opinions. Try and make sure one of them is ours, but. <laughs> Get the second opinion. And this is what we're trying. We're trying to put that out. It's hard. You know, I, and I know it's hard for people. Who have, they've had this stuff for a long time. It's hard enough to get to make the decision to get rid of the stuff. And then they're kind of going to, into dumb mode. You know, it's like yes. the first person that comes along is going to buy. And we tell them, I mean, the garbage man does not drive around with a checkbook. Let me stop right there because that reminds me. We're getting to real estate selling and moving season right now. Yes. Heavy into it. A lot of people go, I'm moving from my four or five bedroom house in Mississauga and I'm downsizing to a two bedroom condo overlooking the lake or whatever the case is. And they go, just bring in a, uh, you know, a 20 yard dumpster and I'll just throw out all this old stuff in my basement and a couch. You have made tens of thousands just walking by one of these, yeah. looking in that 20 yard dumpster or whatever it is and saying, can I buy all this stuff or are you going to throw this out? I'm happy to take it and yes. make twenty dollars or $30,000. So if you're listening to this and you're downsizing a big house or you're doing a big move, you can call Paul Kenny and he can come to your house, not only move the items for you, but give you an actual assessment on what it is valued at rather than just the cost of calling the junk guys to come yeah. and haul it away. Because yeah. in many cases, all of the stuff is, or most of the stuff might be desirable. Just are you in contact with that market? If this is you, this selling season, you want to copy down this phone number. It's 905-737-4653. That's the store number. You yeah. guys also do estate sales. 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We have five this week. We're, we have a busy week coming up. Well, good. Because good. Of people calling like this. I have one I'm really looking forward to just how neat it is. It's a library. Not often I get involved with libraries, but I'm going to enjoy this. You're doing an, a library? A library. Whew! So it's one of those things. But I wanted to talk about, um, I should go back to this thing on Southworks because this is a big thing for them. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, this, they are having this sale this week, this month, and you want to go down there starting even tomorrow because you'll have the best selection. It's thirty thousand square feet of antiques. Think about this: that people are going to, and their sales between ten and fifty percent off. And it's everyone wants to know it's, it's on. Uh, it's right in the downtown Cambridge. They're moving to another place in downtown Cambridge, but they'd rather sell it than move it. I guess. What are the hot items right now? Does everyone want a uh, taxidermy deer head? What What is the you hot thing? You can't do those. No, right now, uh, cups and saucers. I keep on telling people, bring me in the Paragon, Ainsley, Coalport, Minton cups and saucers are very, very hot. We're, um, anything that's retro, teak is hot right now. Lighting. Mid, mid-century modern. Um, this is why people have the stuff. They said that old thing is from like they bought the house in 1960. They haven't. This is usually in the basement because they're not using it anymore. And I say teak is hot. Um, Royal Daltons aren't. Figurines aren't. Gold is. And your collectibles. People are trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated prices. So we're we're talking to people who are trying to get rid of their childhood, and I'm talking to people on the other side who are trying to recapture their childhood. Yes. It should be. You're the middleman. I'm the middleman. Chasing that buck. Listen, uh, if you want a free appraisal of a rare item or an item that you think might have some special value, we have moments left in the show. We can still get to your call. The number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. You promised a guy a phone number that you would produce. We'll get to that on the other side of a quick break. Okay. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 30,000 square feet of it, selling antiques, collectibles, and the kind of neat stuff that Paul and Bogart love so much, they've been one of those hundred vendors for 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Grand Avenue and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We've been given the five-minute warning, five minutes to go. Someone was calling about Clappison's Corners Antiques, right? And what was the number to that? The number is 905-690-9209. 905-690-9205. While I'm doing that, I should tell you, my (laughs) Mississauga Carton guy, and you should give him, if you need boxes for anything, this is the guy I've been using for years. This is the guy he's at on Haynes Road, Mississauga Carton, and I don't have his phone number. Mississauga Carton on Haynes Road. Go there, get as many boxes as you want, say put it put it on the yeah. Kenny account, and then leave, right? That's what yeah, you do? Okay. No? No, but they're not expensive. Like a dollar. If you go to the post office, they want like $9 for a box. I know. It's crazy. And I said, it's only cardboard. You know, and if you go bring it back, they won't even take it back. This guy recycles everything in every size. And it's like, if you have a TV, I use them all the time. Well, let's go to the callers. We're not going to get through them all. What was the name of the place again? Mississauga Cartons on Haynes Road. Every, bubble, wrap, tape, everything you can do at good prices. Okay. I'm cheap. Back to work. We're going to Christine in Toronto. 
Christine, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. I have a, an antique brass bed. Okay. It's got the top and the bottom and the spring. And somewhere on it, it says Eaton's 1894, I believe it is, or 96. That'd be good. And I'm just wondering if it has any value. Well, if it weighs uh, 100 pounds, it's going to weigh 175 in brass. How's that? But okay. Ah. You, <laughs> okay. On... Um, because you know that we buy silver plate like that. We yes. just buy it by the pound. Yeah. No, a brass bed, they're actually coming, but it's going to be a single, right? And not many people want the it's single. It's a double. It's a double. Okay. You oh, yeah. might have some. We used it for years. Okay. And then uh, some people like the brass beds. I've seen up, I've sold them as high as seven, $800. If it's a solid brass, if it's that kind of tinny brass, it's got, I want the one that's solid, that it hurts your back to lift. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the ones that are worth the money. Christine, will Paul throw out his back lifting it? Is it nice? It's heavy, yeah. Good. It All needs right. a good polish. It's not, I mean, it needs to be polished you know, with brass, so I've never had it dipped or anything. No, 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 no. That's, oh, no, I know. That hurts, that hurts. <laughs> Don't clean or repair anything. Somebody, what if she just spray painted it black? Would that help? <laughs> no, 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 no. Also no. Okay, okay. <laughs> Most so stuff if I bring, the t- say, the, the, the bottom piece or the top piece up to have a look at it, you'd be able to give me a better idea? I'm going to – here's where I'm going to opt for a photo, okay? Oh, okay. I can I – can, I can, a photo is much better because this won't fit in most cars, okay? And okay. If I see a photo, I want to see – and I see the, the maker's mark on it, that will help me a lot. Okay, I'll take a picture, and I have your email address. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you can click it with your phone and then just connect yeah. it right to, and the e- email is sales at torontogoldsilver.com. In fact, if you're saying, wait, the show's already over, I want, I want to get Paul's opinion on something, take out your phone, line up the object, just just click the picture and send it right to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. We try and get back to him, but we're, we've been busy this last week. I'll bet, I'll bet. People are moving and downsizing and get rid of stuff. They're it's actually- selling season. Everyone's going nuts. You know, there's a lot of people listening to this show. I have found this out. <laughs> well, what did you think? We we're doing it for Sebastian? There's people listening. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay, go ahead. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Chris in Brampton will be our final caller of the afternoon. Chris, what do you got, man? Hi there. How are you doing? Not bad. Okay, I'll just make it fast because I know you guys are closing up the show. I've got some coins I wanted to talk about. Okay. I've got three of them. They're uh, U.S. $1 and uh, coins. What and years? The year is 1921. Mm. Okay, that'll be your, uh, not Morgan, there'll be peace dollars. Uh, they made a lot of, they might be Morgan, that's a switch over year. They're worth about 25 to $45. They made a lot of them. Okay. Um, back then, in fact, up to about 1955, 60s, you could go into a bank in Upper Boot, Wisconsin, and buy 100 silver dollars. Okay. okay, they have them in the banks. Um, they made millions of them, but they're still worth, the silver value is worth about $16, $17, but they sell regular in our store at 25 and okay. we're happy to move them out. Uh, we'll buy them from you, and, okay. and we'll sell them, or you can give them, pass them down to your kids. Okay. Chris and Brampton, thank you for your phone call. We have to wrap things up. Unfortunately, we're out of time. If you have more items and more questions for Paul Kenny, one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, his store number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. You can also visit him at his store. It's at 10,341 Young Street. Any other final thoughts? Hey, I was going through my story as life as a student, but we're going to have to leave that until next week. And I want everyone to keep on listening to the Zoomer radio. And, and we're on podcasts as well. If you, don't, if you didn't hear what you liked today, go into a podcast. 
And a special thanks to Sebastian Hearn for taking all your calls and producing this show. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.